Writers of Justice. Writers is a R-I-D-E-R-S, not writers, like not like Will and I, because we're writers. You know, we we certainly don't have any justice to offer. But no, these are writers of justice. This is a Danish action war black comedy slash drama. That that's how the studio is describing it. So a lot of words there. It was yeah. directed and written by Anders Thomas Jensen. It actually came out in Denmark uh, last November. So it's just now getting an international release. You can see it right now. I think it's in some theaters. It's on VOD. And it's it's. I think it, it like had a first wave last week. And then now it's expanding mm-hmm. this week. So it's a little bit more accessible. But yeah, this, this, this one. Are you familiar with the work of Anders Thomas Jensen? Uh, did he do the chicken movie with Mads Mikkelsen a couple years ago? The chicken movie. Uh, like Men and Chicken, the twenty fifteen. Yeah, was that him? I, I actually didn't know that was him. I think I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure right. that was like a TIFF film, if I recall. Yeah, that that wasn't a um a a big hit, at least in the U.S. But um, I do remember it got some festival love. Yeah, yeah, I know he he's worked uh, as a scriptwriter in a lot of cases. He was one of the co writers for The Dark Tower, which we reviewed back in twenty seventeen. Uh, and I, I don't think he's directed a lot of films. I think he's uh, directed films kind of sporadically throughout his career. Uh, he's been working for a few decades now. But yeah, yeah, people people could uh, definitely find some some good movies in his filmography. Well, he did uh, at, After the Wedding, which was like, it's not like an Oscar winning yeah. uh, film that like, got a remake with Michelle Williams and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a writer for that. Um, yeah, because uh, he, uh, he and Mads Mikkelsen. They just, they have, they clearly have like a back and forth, but, um, yeah. So this new movie, Writers of Justice, it is kind of an unconventional film. I didn't watch the trailer for this. I I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know what I was in for. And it's, there's a lot going on in this. I I actually not sure how to set this up or to to describe the the plot. Do do you want me to try? Do you have a, a way in with this since you are pretty fresh? So, yeah, basically we got uh, Mad Mickelson, who is playing this detached, dysfunctional father who is uh, some sort of, like, army soldier general type guy. The movie doesn't really tell us. It's just, like, he's yeah. dangerous. And, yeah, sure. don't mess with him. He has war experience. That's basically all you really need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, because he works so much and because he is... Uh, has this type of background he doesn't really have an emotional side and he doesn't really fully connect to his uh his wife or his daughter and there is a turn of events where uh they need to take the subway which is uh another kind of corresponds with another character that we'll meet and something very horrific and tragic happens and it spirals this sort of like uh odd family dynamic that that sparks uh, this desire to seek revenge on who they believe was the perpetrators of this incident. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what the general plot of the movie is. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of conversation in this movie because like, it it seems like even people who have no direct connection to the tragedy itself, they, they kind of see that it happened and are like, they're trying to work out like the science of probability and the idea that there could be like centillion reasons for why something has happened and they're trying to make sense of it. Uh, there's actually kind of this like really dense storytelling of trying to reckon with the grief and with tragedy. Yes. 
which, uh, yeah, a very Danish thing to incorporate in this film, I'll have to admit. <laughs> I, I think so. I think so, for yeah. sure. This movie very much is about, like, kind of older, gruff men who kind of find comfort in sort of, like, this friend, like, familial dynamic between friends. It's it, It's very... It's very, like, disarmingly sweet, you know? But at the same time, it is also a revenge action movie. There's right. action, there's gunplay, there's this whole thing where these biker, the biker gang is out to get these guys because they start doing some things that get on their radar. And to them, they just sort of see this as, like, a massive coincidence. But that's kind of what the movie is about. It's about, like, are things really accidents? Are there really coincidences at all? Or are there some things that are orchestrated and what? how can we deal with that if that's the case? And a lot of this movie focuses on the dynamic between Mads Mikkelsen's character uh, and not just these gentlemen, but also his daughter who just sort of sees him as this cold and violent person. And she's struggling because she doesn't want to turn out like him. She's played by Andrea Heck Galderberg. And I got to say, I just, I really dug this movie. I thought that it was so refreshing and it was such a kind of a cool idea but it's just like a different kind of movie that you aren't expecting it's also a christmas movie <laughs> like a little bit yeah i mean it's it book it, it's bookended by like christmas celebrations and, and it is a cold movie that's kind of happening with christmas in the background so i say it's a christmas movie but yeah sure. i really dug this one uh yeah i mean when i was told about the film i was kind of under the impression that it was like another John Wick kind of thing. Like, this is Mad Mickelson's John Wick, which is like, cool, you know. I mean, I love vigilante movies. We talked about Nobody a few months back. Uh, had fun with that. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm down with that. And then when the reviews uh, came out, at least uh, stateside, it's like, oh, no, it's kind of more of like a dark comedy, almost like a Cohen-esque kind of thing. And I was like, oh, even better. Like, hell yeah, why not? <laughs> and then when I saw the film, I realized it's not really either of those things it's its I own guess kind thing. of more right but i can kind of see why people were making those comparisons like you said like there is like that kind of sense of like are we just kind of like pogs in a system is there like a kind of like cruel uh uh reasoning for why things play out the way they do or do we just kind of like find ourselves in this like cycle of total chaos where just things just kind of happen haphazardly which are sort of ideas that kind of play into coen brothers movies especially with like such sharp and like present violence as they do uh here i guess people are kind of going for like a fargo thing but uh, or even i guess kind of more of a no country for old men kind yeah, of yeah i was but, gonna mention that one probably more directly yeah but um i think like you said yeah it's kind of more of its own thing because like we said it's such a danish type film to like have characters like you said like these like sad sack middle-aged guys just like spend like at least 40 minutes to an hour just kind of like try and discuss why they can't talk about their feelings <laughs> <laughs> which uh there is something kind of funny about it and it's also like there's it's nothing like outrageous in this movie not like at least in terms like comically because like every single funny beat has like this tinge of like deep sadness to it yeah and like this, like yeah, this kind of sense of like even when things are like funny, it's like also not really funny because like the characters are in pain and like they're like trying to process their grief. But there is like this kind of like weird sense of like rhythm as far as like how the world works and how things kind of play uh, purposely, but also sort of like 
on purposely. Oh, it's, it is a very interesting film in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's hard to compare this to something like John Wick and nobody just because like it, it starts to like paint itself as like, oh, it could go down that road. But then it, it brings up the fact that, no, it's an ensemble. It's it's about all of these guys. And it's all it's more about like them kind of coming together under the guise of a revenge thriller because i think it it has some of the emotion of something like you were never really here which that movie was meditating on the impact of what violence does to us and i think that this movie is kind of doing something similar but in a different genre or with like a different sort of plot setup we've seen a lot of times yeah. where like you were never really here was sort of like the typical the taxi driver the the vigilante anti-hero and sort of bringing that deeper sensibility that deeper conversation on you know why do we right. get so much enjoyment and thrill out of these types of movies this movie's kind of doing that but for like a danish dark comedy <laughs> so like right. i think that's why i think i it really works for me because i'm all about that like i'll, I'll take that any day i think that a lot of movies try to go for the Coen brothers thing. And this is not a direct one-to-one as you said. And I think that's why it ends up being, I think better than just a remix of those kinds of movies. So sure. Yeah. I, I really, I, I, I have such a heart for this movie. I, I, I'm sad that a lot of people won't see it because they're like, ah, Danish movies, subtitles, no thanks. And then yeah. that means we're probably going to get an American remake that butchers the whole thing. Yeah, I was trying to think, like, would it just be Mad Mickelson again if they did a American remake? But I'd rather just not... Just don't do it. ...do a remake, because <laughs> yeah. the American version is going to be inevitably worse. Uh, with that said, I'll probably see whatever the American version of another round is, I guess. Yeah, and, then that's, <laughs> and that's only to say, the only reason I think it would be worse is because this movie is so Danish. Like, it doesn't really right. quite work well, so if is you try to make it... Round. A, Sure, sure. I oh, mean, I haven't yeah. seen that movie, but that's what I've heard. So I, I understand kind of like it's possible to do remakes and to make them work. But I, I don't know. I think this movie from beginning to end, the vision behind it, the sort of point of it, all of that is very specific. So I think like if you were going to do an American version, I think you would have to really rewrite it with understanding American gun culture and like the way that like we process these things is so different. It, a movie would really have to reckon with that. And I think it would just end up being a different movie altogether. Yeah, I mean, especially when you compare it to You Were Never Really Here, like that's a film that's intentionally trying to be subversive of the vigilante genre and like really break it down to its core components and be like, like, so why do we really like get drawn in and keyed to these type of characters and these type of violent personalities? This film, I think, follows the template of a vigilante movie a little bit more strictly, but like you said, it does flesh out the characters and the thematics of it to the point where it is like it's kind of reckoning with it a little bit more directly and having more time to just have characters really suss out like what exactly they're trying to find in life and how they can really make sense of these terrible tragedies and stuff which is not the most appealing way to sell a film I will admit <laughs> as we're discussing I don't know if, if we're really selling the movie uh, the way we should but I mean, I will say, like, even like we said, like, even though it is a fairly dark and depressing movie, it is pretty frequently funny yeah. as well. And and I think the action, generally speaking, even though it is a little far in between at times, it is generally pretty good. Like, I, I think it's well executed, better than I guess I anticipated going into this. So I think generally, yeah, all around it, it does work. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I did think it was a bit downbeat, but 
I I felt like the de- the the, pre- the most depressing aspects of it were I think I didn't think that it was like a super persistent thing. Like I didn't I didn't feel depressed the entire time watching this. I I don't know. Like I I felt like there was always like this kind of lightness to what was going on and it would get broken up by more serious moments and sure. maybe I'd have to rewatch because I think it just sort of depends on like your your mindset going in maybe. But I'm just I'm just saying that to the sense of like I don't know if this would be like a comfort watch for people. Sure. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think I think the movie's smart about how it balances the characters. And I think it's a pretty well layered script in terms of like realizing when they need to focus on Matt Mickelson's character, like his brooding and his kind of like tough willed lived existence and when they have to kind of focus on the like smaller, more optimistic characters and, you know, the other characters who have their own kind of individual quirks, but they also have their own personal baggage and trauma. And I think generally speaking, it's a pretty well layered script in terms of like trying to find those individual moments in, in, in a way that doesn't make it oppressively bleak, but never also makes it like fully lighthearted. I guess, I guess what we're trying to say is like, we didn't, we didn't use this word, but I think if you're not familiar with the Danish sense of humor, it is very dry. And so that's why like it can kind of, Mix. I thought you were going to say uh, Sachin Freud. No, <laughs> which I, I was like, I don't know if that really fits. Mm, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying just like I think the dryness of the humor can actually be so close to the line of something that's so sad. So I think that's why it connects and it works pretty well. So that like the entire movie, it doesn't it doesn't feel jarring or anything. Like you're not bouncing between tones. It always feels like it has just like this constant tone because like. Even because you mentioned the other characters kind of light and optimistic, but I mean, even Mads Mikkelsen in this, he's still kind of quirky. Like he has his own sort of like upbeatness to him or not even upbeat. That's a terrible word for it. But it's just like he has his own personality that isn't just constantly brooding. That's only part of it. He has a worldview, I think. I don't know if it I mean, his personality is, is kind of clipped and and like fairly like he, he has like a very like kind of direct way of thinking. Like, he's not as smart as the other characters, but he does have... There's, like, a logic to the way he thinks. Sure. And how, like, he, like, he's able to, like, not overthink things. Like, he's in a situation where, like, like this is what the world is. This is what we need to do. If things go bad, you have to do this and then get out. And it's, like, that works because the other characters are, like, direct opposites. But I do agree. I, I guess quirky... I don't know if that's a word I would use, but I can see what you mean by it. But, um, yeah, I can see what you mean. Sure. I, I think that's... If I do see this movie again, it's going to be at Christmas. And if you are curious, like, oh, John's vaccinated now. What is it like, you know, John hanging out with friends? It's it's basically all of the scenes in this movie between the friends. Like, that's that's kind of how it's going to be for me for the next couple of months, I think. But, yeah, no, I, I thought this was a very sweet, wonderful little movie. I, I kind of was like B, B plus on it when I first saw it. But, like, the more time I've had to process it and write things down about it, the more I'm like, yeah, you know, this, this, for me, this is a low B plus. I think that it really delivers and I'm really glad it exists. I think that it's, it's a heck of a movie. And if you have the time and wherewithal, I think that you should for sure check it out. Cause I think it's going to surprise a lot of people who do stumble upon it, even though, yeah, it's not getting the biggest release in the world. I think it's, it's a, it's a real delight of a movie. So B plus for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, similar to you, I guess, in that um, it, it kind of took me a minute to really sit with the movie and figure out what exactly it was doing. Um, because the beginning of the film, it, it does, it, it has like an odd way of opening up. 
and it kind of takes you a minute to be like, okay, like, how is this really connecting to anything we're doing here? <laughs> um, but as the movie went along and I kind of figured out its rhythm and what it's trying to do, it did, it did endear me, and I, I do think that's also um, the, the script, like I said, and then the direction, but also just the cast here. I mean, obviously, Matt Mickelson's great because he's always great, but um, everyone else around him, is, I also think, is very good. I'm not as familiar with them, so I don't know their names, but... Um, I think everyone here is pretty well cast and they fit the part pretty well. Even when I was like worried that characters are going to be a bit stock, I think they, they find a way to flesh them out in pretty organic and lighthearted and uh, endearing ways. And uh, yeah, it all, it all results in a pretty uh, oddly warm and sweet film considering the, uh, the, the heavy thematics and the just general stark violence of the film. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it, it does result in a, in a pretty worthwhile watch. Though I will say... If you watch the film, do not rent it on YouTube because they only offer the dub version. And I tried to find the subtitles on it. They didn't have it, which really made me mad. So if you're going to watch a movie, don't watch it on YouTube. All right. Well, that is Writers of Justice. It has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes out of 66. It reviews average rating of 7.9 out of 10. I think that, yeah, critics critics are certainly saying... It's worth a watch. It's getting some good reviews here. Well, and that doesn't surprise me. Sure, sure. It's a very critic it's a very friendly critic. movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's going to satisfy a lot of critics who want to see something kind of different. It definitely scratches that itch. And so, you know, a lot of people are going to give it a pass because, like, it is trying something different and doing a good job at right. it. So it's worth, you know, giving the positive. I mean, if you see the poster and it's like, oh, this is John Wick with mm. Mad Mickelson. And you realize it's something a little bit more heavy and thoughtful it's like oh okay yeah it makes sense they're kind of like kind of uh be more receptive to sure. it but i do think there is general wide appeal for this film regardless of that i agree if you want to check it out as well it is just under two hours 116 minutes long it's available now i believe still in some select theaters and you can also find it on vod Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.